What do you want? Okay, what does that mean to you? Successful. Um, a five million dollar business. A five million dollar business. business. So I can sell someday for five million dollars. Okay, sell it for five million dollars someday. Yeah. Do you want this to take ten years, thirty years, twenty years? Yeah, the, the quickest possible way. So there's a real power in getting really clear about what you want. So that's why when you ask me questions like that, I ask you follow-up questions. It has to be measurable, like super specific, right? The so more, $5 million company in 10 years. In 10 years, that's a lofty goal, but it's also an exciting goal. The, I believe the subconscious mind has a tremendous power of directing us towards a very clear goal that we give it. So the more clear we can get and the more that can be present in our consciousness, our subconsciousness, it will move us toward that outcome. So that's why I sometimes ask those clarifying questions like, what do you want? Be as specific as you can. What type of business? How many hours a week do you want to work in that business? How fast do you want it to grow? all those kinds of things. A $5 million business is something that I'm on the track to achieve. I haven't achieved it yet, but we're going there. Our current rate of business growth puts us at a $5 million business. So I feel relatively confident that I can speak to that. And if I could start over, I would do it completely differently than the way I did it. How would you do it now? Well, how would I do it now? I think it was the wrong question. And I didn't know it at the time, but asking myself how actually slowed me down. But it's the question that everybody asks. How you are growing Yeah. Yeah. How can I grow this faster? How do I find more customers? How do I close more sales? How do I make sure that people are so happy with our business they're giving five-star reviews on Yelp? The problem with the question how is it relies on yourself to come up with a solution when really the fastest way to accelerate success is by finding other people to move you toward that success. And so that question is who? Who do I need to have in place to build a $5 million business? If you can get the right people in place, you can build a $5 million business in two years, not 10 years. What? Yeah, so how do you find those people? How do you find those people? Let's say you're just a kid and uh, you don't have a family who supports you or cares about you at all. Yep. And you're, you want to expand your connections and meet some really successful people to help you create your business or mentor you or whatever. How do you find those people? How do you find those people? Well, I can talk about how I found those people.
But how I did it was a lot slower than how I would do it now. See, now I know that there's an organization called Entrepreneur's Organization. Now I know and I believe that there are really smart people out there that want to see other people succeed and for the only reward that they see that success happen and that they were part of that. See, when I first started out, I didn't know that there were people willing to give me their vast knowledge, wisdom, experience for free. And not only did I not know that, I felt guilty. I didn't feel worthy of it. So now that I feel worthy of that kind of sharing from other people, now that I know that some people are willing to give tremendous value for nothing in return, now that I know that, I would have accelerated, if I started over, I would have accelerated finding those people as quickly as possible. So when, when are you worthy of their help? When are you worthy of their help? So like why would a random, you know, super successful business owner yes. help some random kid? Some random kid. Yep. In another conversation we had, you and I talked about wanting to achieve power and influence, like this interior drive to like, I want to be as influential as possible. I want to have as much power as, and wealth as possible. I want to level up. One of the ways that really successful people level up after they've achieved so much is by spreading their influence and making an even huger impact through others. If you have the seeds of greatness of entrepreneurship inside of you, you're already unique. You're already very much um, special in a way. If you have the desire and the drive to build something, to create something, that's amazing. That character that characteristic in itself makes you worthy of help from people that know a lot more than you do. And the currency, the reward for those people to help you is they get to see the outcome of their influence on you and feel satisfied in a way that money cannot satisfy them, satisfied in a way that additional building of their own business can't satisfy them because they get to see you propel forward. They get to see their ideas and thoughts applied to you and magnified in a way that they can't do necessarily directly on their own. So kind of like personal training. Like I'm training Jared right now to try and get big in the gym. And I don't really have, like it doesn't really benefit me directly in any way other than just knowing like, okay, I helped him do this and I can see that I, Exactly. Now, yes, there's a huge. The recipient, the potential recipient of that help, might not trust that people would be willing to help them. Right, just for no reason. Right. Now, there's some conditions. If somebody's somebody's super successful, there's a really high premium on their time. And so if they're going to use their time on something, they want to see results from it. So what would be really frustrating 
is if someone that was super successful, and let's call them a mentor, and they agreed to meet with you for some amount of time, they gave you some really valuable ideas, and then you did not implement them, that's going to feel like a huge waste and a letdown to them. But if they see someone eager, humble, they have the beginner's mind, the learner's mind, they're hungry, and they, they gain a couple nuggets of, of truth and wisdom from this mentor, and then they go apply them the best they possibly can and put a lot of effort behind it, and then they come and report back, hey, I did everything you said. I got those two books that you said were vital that I hadn't read yet. I read them. I took notes on them. Some of the ideas blew my mind. They were X, Y, Z. I also tried to implement those in my business. Here's what happened. Here's where I got stuck on this thing. I, I, I appreciate everything you shared with me. It's really helped me level up. And now I have new questions. That, seeing that progress, could be hugely satisfying to someone. Now, don't be mistaken in thinking that everybody, every successful person, likes acting as a mentor. But there are enough that really get a, a, a huge satisfaction out of being a mentor that there's tons of them out there. So we still don't know how to, how to find those people. Yeah. Other than joining that entrepreneur group you were talking about. Yeah, and to join that group, you had to have a minimum revenue of 250000 a year. So that's not open to everybody. No. One of my mentors came in a really unexpected way. My brother's an attorney, and he had a client... And he was just telling this, this client about me and how I was starting a business and it was very small and it was, it was building. And that client said, hey, I mentor small business owners. Would your brother want to talk to me? I do it for free. And then my brother just said, hey, this guy would be willing to meet with you for free. Guess what happened? I started meeting with the guy. Every single time we met, I had a notebook, a pen. I was vigorously taking notes. I was trying to do everything that he asked me to go do. Some of the things I didn't agree with, some of the things didn't make sense. Uh, I didn't challenge him on those things. I just tried to believe it was possible that my perspective was different than his and that he had a broader perspective. And I just tried to glean everything I could. I still have those notebooks. And... Um, and then something unexpected happened. About 10 sessions in, he said, I'm going to start charging you. I was like, oh, dang. I didn't have a lot of money at the time. He said, I'm going to start charging you $100 a session. And I stopped meeting with him because I didn't value it enough. But looking back, I was getting way more value than $100 a session. Really? I didn't feel like I had the money. I didn't feel like that the advice was that valuable. So that was... It was kind of luck. But I was open to it, and he was open to it. Sometimes when you just get really clear about what you're looking for, and you, and you make it clear to the universe, you put that request out to the universe, not sometimes, most of the time it provides. Most of the time it just brings you what you're looking for. Everybody out there knows at least 100 people. You know, maybe 20 people that you know well enough that you could pick up a call. Uh, pick up and call at any time. So just even just making a few calls and saying like, hey, I have a business idea. I don't, I'm not so sure about it. Or I just recently started a business and I'm looking for some advice. Do you know any successful business owners that might be willing to give me some advice? You would be shocked at how many people 
would be willing to answer that call. And they might have different, you know, they might have different motivations of doing it. Some might just want to do it just for the sheer enjoyment of seeing their ideas applied to you and your skills and see how that grows and, and, and be satisfied with that. Others might think, well, yeah, I'll mentor you because I see your raw talent, your ability, your drive, your passion, and I see that you're smart and that you're dedicated and I'm going to help build a business with you and you're going to see so much value in my mentorship that you're going to give me some equity in that business someday. Maybe it's like one or two or 3%, maybe it's 5%. So that might be a motivator for somebody. And those relationships uh, can be very successful also. So, so the, the main idea, so what, what was it we started this conversation about? You want what? A $5 million business. A $5 million business within 10 years. You want to sell, you want to sell a service or a product? haven't decided the easiest business is to start our service businesses mm-hmm. you can start a cleaning business go out find some cleaners that are reliable get a checklist put together go out and there, there's thousands of people in your immediate area that hire cleaners on a regular basis and at any given time there's like five percent of them that aren't super thrilled with their current cleaner and they're willing to make a change if they can There's a lot of cleaners that maybe don't have a lot of education, that they're willing to work for minimum wage. And if you can train them and build trust with them, that they could give a great uh, service to your clients. And then you can charge that client, you know, double what you're paying your cleaner. And there's nothing wrong or unethical about that because you're going to assume some business risk. You're going to have to do some marketing. You're going to have to do a lot of bookkeeping and accounting. You're going to have to do all these other functions that a business does. So one quick tip on starting a service business is you want to make sure that your labor costs are as low as possible, but but 50% or less than your gross revenue that you're charging. It's not hard to start a service business. Right. How, how much money would you say I need to start the average service business, whether it's you know, landscaping, cleaning, like you said? Or zero dollars. Zero dollars. You can go start a service business with zero dollars. How do you think you can't do it with zero dollars? Well, okay, for a cleaning business, for instance, do you, do you need trucks for your cleaners to go out or vans? Have them drive their own cars. Have them drive their own cars, use their own materials. You have to reimburse for gas. Yep, reimburse for gas, absolutely. Build that into your price structure. Are they going to also bring their own vacuums? And yes. Yep. Really? Yep. You could find people that would do that. Now, eventually, when you get larger, you're going to standardize that. You're going to have your own fleet of trucks or vans. You're going to have your own equipment. And when you do so, you're going to be able to find cheaper labor costs. So you're going to pay higher prices. The ideal way to start a service, let's say I was going to start a pool cleaning company or a pest control business. What would I do if it was me? I would start by uh, finding the best possible technician to provide that service. Somebody very knowledgeable, somebody with really high standards that does a phenomenal job. I would overpay them to do a phenomenal job because I know in that first year of business, it's all about delivering exceptional service. Profitability is gonna come later. I'm gonna deliver exceptional service that's better than everybody else. I'm gonna build up my online presence with amazing reviews. 
I'm going to answer my phone every time it rings. I'm going to, I'm going to give, you know, I'm going to build trust. It's all about building trust, building a brand of trust. Once you start getting a corner on that level of trust and you get an online presence, now you can start expanding and lowering your labor costs, increasing your prices, and, and then that margin opens up. Yeah. So this is one of the most important things when you're going to start a business, you need to know how to sell. That is the core competency that you need to, if you're smart and you're a hard worker and you know how to sell, you can start a business. Anybody that is these three things, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. I'm talking about smart, just like be able to solve basic problems. And guess what? If you can't solve basic problems, Get a partner that can solve basic problems. But if you can sell, you can start any kind of a business. So Go. If you can't sell, just it's pretty easy if to you, learn how to sell. That's it. That's it. Anybody can learn how to sell. And that's the misconception. Some people think, like, you have to be born a yeah, salesperson. You have to be the, you have it's to not true. No, it's not true. Anyone can sell. Anyone can learn how to sell. So if you want to own a business and you don't know how to sell yet, and you don't have a lot of startup capital, you don't have 100 grand in the bank where you can actually hire a salesperson, you can hire an operations manager. By the way, those are the two key pieces. Those are the two key roles in any business, the operations manager and the salesperson. If you have really good people in those two roles and you have integrity and you're, you know, and, and you're willing to work really hard, you can start any service business and be successful, no question. But let's say you're not a, so. So if you're if if you don't have the money to hire these two people, and you're not willing to take on those people as partners from day one, then what you should do first, in my opinion, is go get a job selling, and go get a job selling a product over a service. And the reason why you should learn how to sell a product is because if you can describe exactly how your product is better than the competing product, you can translate that type of sales pitch into ser- into selling a service uh, because you can engineer it in a way that, that shows how your service as a product is so much better than the competition. So go work, go work at whatever pay for six months, three months, six months, a year in learning how to sell and level up your character, develop that capability and that skill of learning how to sell as fast as possible, and then that can launch you into owning your own business. So back to finding the right people to help mentor you, find really successful people, find people that have what you want, you know, Yeah. So I so what worked for me and what I would do if I started over again is I would build a team right out right from day one. Your team should consist of uh, a business mentor or more than one, a business coach or more than one, a um, an accountability group, guys that guys girls that have other businesses that you meet with once a month, a mastermind group. I would have those three components in place from the beginning. That's part of that question of who. It's not how you build a business. It's who you surround yourself with, who you integrate with 
to accelerate your business growth as fast as possible. Business coach, business mentor, accountability group. These three things are vital. And then when these people recommend books or they recommend going to training or they recommend anything and you trust them and they're smart, go devour that thing that they're recommending. Yeah, but I'm saying if you don't, for someone who doesn't know anyone, you don't have any connections, it's completely from scratch. You have to, you don't have those people to just hit them up and be like, hey, let's start a group, you know? You don't yeah. have access to those people. Yeah. You have to start with the belief and the confidence that they're out there and that you do have access to them because that idea that you don't have access to them is a limiting belief. It's not true. You do have access to them and they are out there. Right. I'm, I'm just saying you don't, you don't have their phone number. You don't have 20 people you can just call up. Everybody has 20 people they can call. I'm saying how you're saying they're out there. Yep. If you just how went... If you, if you recently were in high school or you're in high school now and you only had one friend and you have no, you're saying you have no family, you've got like one friend. Right. Okay, you got to start talking to somebody that you know. Do you go to church? If you don't go to church, go to church. <laughs> there are groups of people out there wanting to help you. They're at churches. They're your friends you went to high school with and their dads or moms, you know, whoever they, that, that, you know, is successful in business. Start there. So those, those, what other groups of people other than those two? Because a lot of people don't have those. Anybody can, anybody can show up to a church. Right, but a lot of people are not going to. Well, then that's a choice you're making. Yeah, just start calling everybody. You can go to a local chamber of commerce meeting. Like your city has a chamber of commerce. You can show up. Chamber of commerce, commerce is other business owners. You can go to a Rotary Club meeting. Rotary Club meeting, kind of an old school club. Super awesome group, by the way. They have a really great purpose, service above self. So such a great group of people. You can show up as a guest at a Rotary meeting for free, usually get a free lunch out of it and talk to three or four people at your table. And you could mention to one of them when you stay a little bit later afterward, just say, hey, I, I'm a budding entrepreneur. I want to make a difference. You know, I, I love what Rotary stands for. Is there somebody you can introduce me to that would be willing to talk to me about some ideas and, and possibly mentor me? Um, I need some help and direction. That's an easy no-brainer. People who go to Rotary have successful businesses and they know a lot of other successful business owners. You only need to tap into one of these sources and find one person willing to talk to you and have the courage and the belief that you're worthy of their time. That's actually the hardest piece, by the way, having the courage and the belief that you're worth their time. Once you feel confident about that, you will open your mouth, you will talk to that person, and that one person will introduce you to five other people, and it just grows exponentially from there. So, so, the, so the roadblock of like, well, I don't have anybody to talk to, not true, you do. But do you have the courage to go have that conversation? Okay, $5 million business. 
forgot. <laughs> okay. Five million dollar business. What do we tell what have we covered so far? It's who, not how. Yeah. Be a salesperson. Surra- surround yourself with the people that can accelerate the growth of your business, accelerate your learning. Those are two vital ingredients. Yes. There's a 0% chance you do not get hired by any pest control door-to-door sales company. 100%. will get hired. And most of the people who decide to work for a company like that are naturally more, not naturally, but they are just more business-minded and yep. entrepreneurial. Yep. So those people alone, you know, even if you specifically don't have connections and don't know super successful people, that's a really easy way to meet people who know really successful people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you had experience with that. You worked for multiple different pest control companies. And aside from the money you made, you you learned a lot. And then you met people who know other people that are business-minded, entrepreneurial-minded, want to learn, want to level up, want to make money. Mm -hmm. And you can get access to that group of people Instantly. Yeah. No question. Anybody can because they're so, they just want to hire anyone so bad. Yeah. And then the people who usually go through with it are people you want to surround yourself with. Yep. So, I was going to ask, what would you say step one is to creating your business? But I feel like that could probably, probably be a separate video. Yeah, it could be a separate video. Step, yeah. Yeah, you can we'll have a little tag at the top. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. That could be one of our first five. So what else? What other ideas are there about building a $5 million business? Really, um, if I had to start over again, it's... It's as simple as how fast can I hire the smartest people I can possibly hire? Because the faster I do that, the faster my business explodes. That's it. And of course, you have to be able to lead those people and manage those people. But you don't have to know all the answers. That's another breakthrough mindset that I experienced. You, in order for really smart people to follow you, you actually don't have to know more than them. And you actually don't have to rule over them with a cracking whip. You can empower them to create solutions, empower them to manage themselves, empower them to connect with your really inspiring vision for what it is you're doing. And they'll naturally use their skills and talents and and abilities to move you forward quickly. I had this mindset that, ah, you know, I, I have to like micromanage people. They're going to take advantage of me. I have to be smarter than other people in order for them to work for me. I had all these limiting mindsets. And guess what? The business coach, the business mentor, and my mastermind group helped me overcome. There was probably hundreds of little limiting belief systems, little mindsets that were holding me back. Once I was able to shift my thinking on all of those things, 
then success was just flowing much easier. Yeah, because that sounds a little like hire someone who is smarter than you, but you think, why wouldn't they? If they're smarter than me, why wouldn't they do what I'm doing? Exactly. How, well, you find, finding those people is not hard. Elon Musk can find those people. Why? Number one, he has the money to pay for them. Number two, he's got a really effective hiring strategy. Everything is a system. He has a very effective recruiting and hiring system that some other smart person helped him develop. He didn't have to create all this stuff. Number three, and the most important thing, Elon Musk has a really inspiring vision. He dares to dream huge. And there's really smart people that went to Harvard that don't dare to dream huge and take the risks that he's willing to take. He's willing to swing for the fences and be wrong. Think of all the things that he's been wrong about. He thought he was going to launch the Roadster a few years ago. It didn't work out. He thought he was going to launch a whole line of Model 3s that were supposed to be like 30 grand. I don't think they were ever 30 grand. Like he was like all of these things. He said he would rather be optimistic and wrong than pessimistic and right. That's his mindset. And so really smart people are willing to follow someone that has a really compelling vision and they're confident about it. And that's all you need. You also have to treat them right. You have to have integrity, ethics, all these other things that build and retain trust over a long period of time. I can't say enough about trust and trustworthiness and ethics, right? Because if the people are the the secret sauce in, in your success, and they are, then trust is the glue that holds those people together. And if they can trust you because you treat them right, because you're, um, you've got the right vision, because you stand for the right things, even if you don't have all the answers, trust doesn't come because you're the expert, you're the genius. Trust comes because you're the right person. You have the right character that inspires trust. Then as a team together, you work on the solutions. So somebody could, if you have enough trust and charisma and you have the right vision, you could assemble a team of really smart people with zero money out of your pocket and launch yourself towards a $5 million business day one with no money. That's possible. Grant Cardone, he was dropped in some town, had to use a false name, had to change his appearance. He had no access to credit cards, no access. They took his phone. He didn't have any contacts. And he was on some kind of a challenge to build like a what, $3 million business in like 90 days. How, did, how the heck did he do that? I believe he did it because he knows how to very, very quickly establish extremely high levels of trust with people that he meets, like doesn't know him from Adam. But he's able to talk to them, look them straight in the face, say, I have a vision, I have an idea. Will you join with me? Because here's where we're going, and I'm confident we're going to get there. So join me as a partner with me? Yeah. Idea. Yeah. So it's a good idea to partner with someone. Who this idea. My personal opinion is 
if you're going to partner with people, you're asking for a whole host of other challenges. And I'm going to admit to you that I'm not an expert on partnerships. I've had a couple failed partnerships. I've had a couple successful partnerships. Partnerships are tough. Yeah. Partnerships are tough. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have pretty big disagreements at one point. And, you know, you think about how a family, you know, has conflict within it, but, but, but what binds you together is, is that, you know, it's blood, you know, that, that's like a really strong bind you know, among individuals who work together to be a successful family. Well, you, you don't have that kinship with a partner. And so you just have some ideas that hold you together. So, so that's, a, that's a different level. I can't speak as an expert about successful partnerships because I've had some hits and misses on partnerships. But if you, but I, I believe Grant Cardone, the way he can accelerate from nothing into a really successful business very rapidly is because he can instill that level of trust when he has no cash, zero cash. And he can, he can sell the idea to somebody so effectively that you start working with me. Here's what we're going to do. Here's my idea. Here's why I feel so confident it's going to work. He's asking that person to take a risk and devote their time, energy, and talents to his idea with the promise that something great is coming. How amazing is that? So you can do that with a partner, but you can also do it without giving equity of your company away. You can just do it with a, a highly compensated operations manager or sales manager and just say, hey, I don't have money to pay you like right now, but within 30 days, this is the revenue we're going to have. And I'm going to give you a sweet bonus when we hit this objective. Take a risk with me, man. You know, roll, so the, you roll the dice. Just That's another. Uh, yeah, that's idea. yes. So there's two two primary resources. There's time and there's capital. So you can either convince somebody to invest their time with you and be an employee with you right out of the gates, even though you can't pay them what they're worth. And we're talking about like jump starting a business. You, know, you can bootstrap it, which is the more traditional way of doing it. Just start really small with your own labor. And, and go out and get some cleaning jobs and then hire the cleaners, you know, something yeah, like that. Just, just, just start to just make the commitment like I will do these jobs. Go sell your service. Talk about how great you are. Go door to door if you need to. Line up these jobs for like three weeks from now starting. And then go find the cleaner and say like I've already got these jobs. Here's how much I'm going to pay you. Are you really good? You know, show me some work you've done. And you, and you can line that up. Okay, that's bootstrapping it. You didn't have to like convince anybody to, to join you without any anything but a promise in your name, right? But if you're gonna if you're gonna try to like accelerate it and you're gonna say like right out of the gates, my idea, I'm so confident by my idea, my idea is so good that you should join with me and contribute your labor, even though I have no revenue today, because 60 days from now, here's what we're gonna be doing, here's the success we're gonna have, this is the amount of money that I'm gonna be able to pay you at that time. You might be able to sell that. The other thing, that you, which you just mentioned, is you might go to somebody that's really smart, has a lot of money, and say, hey, here's my idea. I know this is going to work for these reasons. And they can get a sense from your confidence and your passion and your character, which they can assess almost immediately, 
a lot of people when they're really successful. And then they could contribute hundred grand to your idea. Drop a contract and say, you know, that you're an equity partner or this is convertible debt, whatever. But those are risky. You know, I would say for the person that's in their early 20s and they're starting their first business, go start a service business. Uh, first of all, learn how to sell. If you feel confident you can sell, go out and sell a bunch of commitments to provide the service you want to provide. Then, but, but give yourself some lead time and then go out and assemble the team that can do that, showing them, hey, I've got these service contracts. I need somebody to do this work. I can pay you. And, and that's a way of starting a business from scratch with absolutely no money. And that will launch you. But how do you get that from that level to 5 million? And there's only one thing you have to do. Find and hire the smartest people you can as soon as you possibly can because they will solve all the problems and they already know the solutions of how to get to $5 million. And if you've already surrounded yourself with a mentor, a business coach, and uh, an accountability group, anything that, that comes your way along that path, they're going to have the solutions for that. It's really that easy.